TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000... Actually, start over. I forgot the AL Central Champions thing. Actually, leave that in there and put my whole restart on the actual podcast. It you is the it. Score North AL Central Champions Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Rami Makloff and Derek Wetmore, live from the TCL studios on scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And coming off the uh, Twins Fest this, this past weekend, Derek Wetmore. I am coming off Twins Fest, and the magic of editing is our friend. It is. It is always our friend <laughs> so, when we choose to use it. It was a good weekend, I thought, at Twins Fest. It's a shorter weekend than we're used to. Typically, they've had a Sunday event, Rami, and this week, uh, this year, there was no Sunday. So just Friday, Saturday, uh, late-arriving crowd Friday because, you know, you're working. Sure. Mostly. Right. Um, if you're coming in from outstate, I know people don't like that phrase, but whatever you want to call it, that you don't live in the immediate metro area. If you drove from Fargo, North Dakota, you're not going to get there 4 o'clock on a Friday. Maybe mm-hmm. you're coming for Saturday. Um, highlights, just real quick off the top of my head. like Real know, quick, did they say why they cut it down from three days to two days? Um, they've been they've dealt with uh, like weather issues in the past, Okay, and I just think this is sort of like the way of the future. I, I you, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like if I'm Rocco Baldelli – I don't care if Nelson Cruz flies out to the frozen tundra in January. No, I just want him to be there all. in Florida. Yes. And even then, I don't want him in the lineup. I just want him there March 26th hitting a bomba in right. the second inning. Exactly. No, First I'm 100% in agreement with you on that. So, so I, I don't know if that's it, by right. the way. I didn't uh, go seeking confirmation on that. But um, the word I heard from the Twins was that they sold out Friday, sold out Saturday. So good on them. It does help raise money for the Twins Community Fund. So there are some people that are like, man, that's a that's – a, hefty price to go stand in line for Josh Donaldson autograph. It's like, yeah, that's, I, I think so too. I wouldn't <laughs> personally stand in that line for Josh Donaldson autograph. But if you do and you fork over whatever it costs to stand in that line and then the time that it takes to do it, you're helping support what I consider a pretty good cause. The twins community fund um, does a lot of good things for the area. So anyway, highlights Josh Donaldson appearance. Dude's, good. dude's loud. Did he bring rain with him? No. Um, Friday or uh, Wednesday, the day of the press conference, there was rain in the Twin Cities, so I blame him for that. Icy road conditions, that's Josh Donaldson's fault. Take it up for with him. For sure. Yeah. He's going to have to spend some of that $92 million on road salt and uh, and plow schedules to you know keep the streets clear here. And maybe some accident settlements. We don't know. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I'm not an attorney. Josh Donaldson might be liable for that fender bender you were in. <laughs> were you hurt in an accident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rami Makhlouf here. Um, dude, I don't know. It was it was, it was interesting to see Josh Donaldson in sort of his new team environment, even though not quite because they hang out in the Visitor's Clubhouse for Twins Fest. Um, dude's got I, – I heard it described as plus-plus energy. Nice. I think that's probably accurate. Nice. On the 20 to 80 scouting scale, he would be a solid eight. And um, what else? What are the other highlights? We we learned about Nelson Cruz. We learned about some ticket ambitions for the Twins. We learned about Justin Morneau going into the Twins Hall of Fame. Um, I just think it's like it's a fun weekend in the sense, Rami, that it gets you counting down the days for spring training, which then in turn counts down for opening day. What did we learn about Nelson Cruz? So, 
Judd wrote a column about this. At scorenorth.com and the Score North app, I assume? That's where you can find it, or, yeah. yeah. Were you perusing around there earlier before I, we did the show? I spent some time there. Okay. It's free. I don't know <laughs> if you know that. Totally free. That's Score North app. I was dabbling um, on the rewards page earlier today. We're looking to do mm. some, uh, oh. some twins-related stuff that rewards, I can't. Rewards, you say? People can get rewards for listening? There are rewards, on the Score yes. North. Uh, wow. I didn't, I didn't set that up on purpose. Safer yes. streaming, I don't know, Score North Live weekdays, noon to two, or Mac Andrud with Rami weekdays, four to six. You can get rewards for doing that? If you are inclined, yes, wow. you can. Or this it, very show right here, the Score North Twins show. That's another option. Hmm. Yes, it is. Huh. I was digging around with it, Rami, because we want to do something um, twins related, and that's all I can say for right now. But I will share the details with you. You know what? I'll just give them to my official pitch man, you, Rami okay. Makloff, and my defense attorney. Um, I wear many hats. You will share this news when the news is ready to be shared. But um, one of the things that Judd wrote about this weekend was Nelson Cruz. And the twins are talking about what the future looks like. And I don't mean like flying cars or anything like that. I mean like their shared future together. Sure. So Nelson Cruz has a uh, it was a team option that was picked up twelve million dollars for the twenty twenty season. Bargain. He's going to turn forty this year, and he raked last year. The Twins have loved having him around. I can tell you that for sure. He is underpaid for his services from a year ago. They project forward that he will again be great to have around in twenty twenty. And I've heard from Nelson's side of the fence that he's really enjoyed being with the Twins. Um, I think he embraces the leadership role that he served in last year. It's sort of an unofficial capacity, but let's be honest, he's like Mm -hmm. the team captain. And uh, Thad Levine mentioned in one of these town halls with a fan question and answer session that there's some mutual interest there in seeing what the relationship looks like beyond the 2020 season. He left it at that, so I don't know if he means contract extension for a 40-year-old DH or if it's like some other team-type capacity. But honestly, Rami, I could see either one playing out that, that Nelson Cruz is still doing something with the Twins in 2021. Is it crazy to say in the after the season that he just had coming off of that that I don't know how eager I would be to explore that possibility of Nelson Cruz in a Twins uniform beyond 2020? I'm I'm always of the belief, and I'm not unique in saying this. People have been saying it since Branch Rickey said it for the first time when he was running the Dodgers way back when. I'd I'd rather I'd rather bail out a year too early than a year too late on a guy. And you got to figure whatever 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 drop off is coming for Nelson Cruz. I know he looked superhuman when he was playing last year, but guys guys tend to drop off probably earlier than where than the stage he is in his career. You got to think that drop off is somewhere down the line. And I just I don't want that kind of I don't want that albatross hanging on this baseball team in terms of the the budget that they have, which isn't the budget a lot of baseball teams have, and that roster spot because you're not gonna you're not gonna if Nelson Cruz falls off the face of the earth, you're not just yeah. gonna cut him and say it's been real. Why? That's because that's not the way baseball operates. No, okay. I think I think more teams should do that, but they often don't well, do that. That's the NFL. Sorry, I forgot. Right, exactly. Uh, Here's a $70 million contract. You're not going to see most of it. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. exactly. Thanks for your services and your knees. That doesn't happen in baseball. They figure, yeah. we're paying this guy. He's, he's going to stick around even though he's not worth that paycheck anymore. He's probably going to play even though he's not worth that paycheck anymore. I think I'd be I think I'd be ready to move on from Nelson Cruz and give the DH role, as long as everything goes right in 2020, to, to uh, Miguel Sano and figure out what you're going to do at first base and find another big bat who hopefully can bring a better glove to that position. Yeah, maybe. I will just say a couple of things. Like, one, we don't know if this is a playing capacity. I think that was kind of Judd's and my assumption. 
Maybe it is just like, hey, you're the third hitting coach. I'd be good with some like some sort of consultant or some sort of mentor role for him, whether it's officially as part of the coaching staff or whatever the case might be. Totally on board with that because you've seen the impact that he's had on this yeah. clubhouse. But as a player, I don't know. Now the price tag matters and what exactly that's going to be. But I don't know that I'm interested in Nelson Cruz beyond 2020, to be honest. The other thing I'll say is, like, if the Twins feel like they have a pretty significant or, I should say, sophisticated model for projecting how these guys are going to age, we've typically, Rami, looked at aging curves and said, okay, 35, uh, it gets projections get less stable. Obviously, you can count on some age-related decline as you look at a whole sample of players, like a 1,000 players on average – are going to produce less wins above replacement at 37 than they are at 33. It's just that the human body, man. We were just talking about it before we got on the microphones. Like, that adds up. And I will add to that, you can look at those models of a 1,000 people and say this is typically what happens, and then also say, but here's what the people who didn't fall off, here's what they had in common. And or or whatever. I don't know. I I haven't seen the twins modeling. I haven't seen their projection systems. I don't even know if they think he's going to rake at forty two. But the reason you'd make that bet is twofold: one, clubhouse; two, we think we are smarter than the model, and we're going to put some serious coin behind that bet, dude. If you could just get three more seasons of that Nelson Cruz, including this one, you'd sign up for that yesterday. You wouldn't, oh, have picked sure. up the, you wouldn't have picked for up sure. the option. You would have ripped it up and given him a three-year deal. Yeah, but can you count on that nope. beyond his age 40? What is he going into his age 41 season now? He'll be 40 this He'll year. He'll be 40 He'll this 40, year. yeah. I don't remember his birthday, but. I don't know that, that, that I'm willing to invest age in Age is just a number, Rami. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to every athlete ever. Okay. I'm, I I don't know that I'm that. Now, the price tag matters, obviously, but I don't know that I want to invest in age 41, 42 Nelson Cruz. I don't know, especially when you have a guy like Miguel Sano who seems destined to be a DH, and you just extended him for three more years. I don't know. It's just interesting. I, I was surprised that Thad gave us that little carrot at Twins Fest. Now, I saw a little tidbit from Derek Falvey from Twins Fest yes, earlier this week. Yes, his cohort. He said, as it stands right now, talking about the uh, the pitching situation, the starting pitchers in particular – I feel really good about the group we have and the ability to build around that. We never say never to anything, but we feel like we have a lot of good guys in the mix. That was when he was asked about the diminishing likelihood of another acquisition for the starting rotation before the season started. I don't call guys who do what Derek Falvey or Thad Levine do for a living liars, that I don't do that. I do think that sometimes they may spin or stretch the truth when talking to us truth stretchers or when talking to fans at something like twins fest. I think half of what he said there, he actually believes run the quote back to me. And because I think we're on different sides of this, I think I'm confident that the twins have a good group here to win the AL central and that they will do what's necessary to win October. They'll do that in July, but you and, and Judd and, and others have this rapt concern that there's not enough pitching here. I have is, my is doubts. That fair to I have care? my concerns as to whether or not. But I only say that I don't say that to say like you and me are fighting and let's put up a dividing wall here in this studio so we don't have to look at each other or jump across the table and 
grab the other one's throat. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I think we Not represent. No, maybe as another day. We got talked to by HR last time we did that. Maybe get a tag team match. Um, I'll take Boone. You take Sage, and uh, we'll just see what happens. I like our chances. Okay. I like athlete challenge. You know, I want uh, Perk in my corner too. <laughs> Take whoever you want. Not fair. We just we just used all the athletes that we have here at Score North. What am I going to take Judd? <laughs> Is Judd my counter to Glenn Perkins? I don't know, man. No, okay. absolutely not. All right, it's two on two tag team. We'll Me revisit the dynamics right. of this another Sounds time. Good. All my right. point is to say that I don't think we're fighting. I think you and I represent pretty neatly. Two segments of the Twins fan base well, right let me, now. Let me lay out my stance, though, yeah. then, as, as it pertains to the starting rotation. Between then. you and I, I think everyone listening to the Score North Twins show has a side before in this the, one. Before the Josh Donaldson signing, I came on this very show and said this offseason was on the verge of disaster, on the verge of failure, because they failed to add any impact pitchers or, to that point, any impact players of any sort. In this offseason, whether through trade or through free agency, they had let the entire offseason go by without adding impact pitchers or impact position players. Josh Donaldson changed that. That saved the offseason to the degree that I'm back to feeling like the Twins are a favorite, not as heavy a favorite as they were to start the offseason because of what the White Sox did, but they are still, in my book, the favorite to win the AL Central and to be in position to add come the trade deadline. But... If you're serious about getting in the ring with the Yankees or the Astros, if they're any good without cheating, if you're serious about getting in the ring with clubs like that, you're going to need to add an impact pitcher before October comes. That's how I feel about the starting rotation as it stands now. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. I think... If Rich Hill's healthy, I know it's an if, <laughs> he is an impact pitcher. Okay. I, First of all, I don't know that to be the case. At what? His, at his age. We were just talking about Nelson Cruz entering his age 40 season. I believe Rich Hill is also entering his age 40 season. Guys yeah. don't tend to get better at that stage in their careers. But also, what is your confidence on any any given turn through the rotation what is your confidence that Rich Hill is going to make the next start? Uh, once he gets back? Once and, he gets and, back, and, yes. So after he's climbed a mound and because done it once. For me, I'll set the bar at about 60%. Really? From one start to the next, given his history and his age, I, I have about a 60% certainty that he's going to make his next start. Okay, I think given his injury history and his track record and the surgery that he's just had, which I've never had it, but probably not pleasant, um, I think as soon as he proves that he can climb a big league mound and get hitters out. By the way, his pr- throwing program starts this week, I should say, because this is a newsy podcast. Um, and it's a fun podcast, but news value. Newsy damn it. first. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what the people that's what want. you come here for. That's for what they sure. crave. Yeah, absolutely. Us talking about tag team fights with pro athletes who didn't <laughs> sign up for this, and some news value with the Twins. Uh, his throwing program starts this week, and once he climbs the mound, Rami. I would give him a fighting chance to make 15 starts. 
If that's in if that's in mid June, then awesome. But I'm talking about look, you and I don't disagree that they can get to October. I think it's a good possibility that they get to October. I'm talking about going toe to toe and the tail of the tape when you find yourself in a five or seven game series against the Yankees or the Astros of the world. And I'm not saying that you have to have a guy who you can match up with Garrett Cole. You're probably going to be at a disadvantage when you look at the pitching matchup. Well, he might be the best of, pitcher in baseball. Right, so. of one versus one. Yeah. Give me give me like a wash in at least one of the next two spots in the rotation and give me an advantage in the third spot in the rotation. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, where yeah, sure. where when you look at you look at the tail of the tape before a game, you go our guy is about as good as their guy when you talk about the starting pitcher, and then in the third one or maybe flip-flop him, you're going, no, I think we have the better starting pitcher on the mound there. Yeah. I think that you're going to need to make an impact move to feel like that going into a series against a team like the Yankees or the Astros. So I think right now, and I we're playing ping pong here a little bit, and now I'm grabbing another paddle, and that's not fair. It's really not. But what I was going to say is I think that the Twins have five guys that went healthy and not suspended. <clears throat> have a good case to be at least a number three starter in a good like playoff rotation. I think that description fits Jose Brios, Jake Odorizzi, Michael Pineda. I think Homer Bailey, if what he did in the second half of last year is legit, is a three that you feel good about. And then I think Rich Hill is better than that. But the caveat being injury history, track record, it's hard to say what you're going to get from him, and you've only guaranteed him $3 bucks. Like... They're not saying Rich Hill versus Garrett Cole, giddy up, boys, let's go. But what I'm saying is I think you've got four number threes, and then you've got a guy who, injury concerns aside, is a is a borderline one. Rich Hill has been a borderline one for years. I'm not look, Rich Hill, I said this when they signed him. When he's healthy, he's a top ten pitcher in baseball. That's what the track record says. Over the last five or six years, when he's healthy, he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. So get him healthy and keep him healthy. The problem is he's in the bottom 10 in staying healthy. Yes. And making his starts as scheduled. He's in the bottom 10. So that's a big gamble. That's a big gamble that the it top is. 10 guy is going to show up consistently because he doesn't. It is. And he's getting older. I think this, because Judd said this over the weekend, and you guys are on the same team. So listeners who are shouting at me right now for what I'm saying, you have a friend in Rami and you have a friend in Judd Zalgate as well. That Judd said, I I don't think he cares what they say about Rich Hill because they're like, well, we're really confident in him. And if Falvey says exactly what you just said, Rami, top 10 pitcher, um, he's had an injury checkered, but top 10 pitcher. I don't think Judd cares about the statement. But Judd, if I can paraphrase for him, is concerned about the fact that they're planning the way that they've built this offseason and gone about it and the roster that they're probably going to go into spring training with looks an awful lot like it's counting on Rich Hill. Like he is one of the legs of the table holding this thing up. And tables just aren't as sturdy with three legs. Unless they're shaped like a triangle, I guess that'd still be a pretty sturdy table. See, But you know what I'm saying, that they counted on him in their roster building, and Judd thinks that's a mistake. We talked with Thad Levine last week on Mackie and Judd with Rami. You can go back and listen to it on the Score North app, both in the Mackie and Judd with Rami tab and in the Score North Twins tab. He was really good. And I asked him you know, what he would say to fans who are asking, where is that impact pitching you talked about when the offseason started? And I thought he had a really good answer to that, and his answer was... You know, I think our obligation to the fans is to never just to have one plan. 
because we don't have the unilateral ability to make sure that that singular plan comes to fruition. So that is one of the more fruitful elements of the partnership that Derek and I have is we are almost never both working on the same thing. So even as we're pursuing something that's prominent, the other guy is pursuing something equally as prominent that we can constantly weigh uh, the benefits of that deal and the acquisition costs of each deal uh, against one another. We pride ourselves on having more than one plan. In other words, there are things that are out of, that factors that are out of your control. You can't, you can't, there's only a certain amount of money you can offer. If a guy wants to live in a certain place, you can't really control that. If you just, if like Zach Wheeler, who we brought up by name, wanted to be in the Philadelphia area because that's where his soon to be wife's family is all from. So there are certain things you can't control in terms of trying to acquire the guys who you want to acquire. And when those things don't go your way, you damn well better have a contingency plan. And that contingency plan was, yes. We're improving our, our run prevention by getting a better defensive third baseman in Josh Donaldson, an arguably gold glove third baseman, but mainly the contingency plan was we're going to try and beat people over the head again yeah. with 300-plus home runs and 1,000 or whatever runs that they scored last year. That was the contingency plan, not we couldn't get Garrett Cole, we couldn't get Steven Strasburg. Hell, we couldn't even get Madison Bumgarner or Dallas Keuchel, but you know, you know what? We got Rich Hill. We got. Rich. I don't think that was how they looked at it. I think they looked at it as we can't add impact pitching. Let's improve our run prevention and improve our slightly and improve our run production dramatically. I don't think Rich Hill is a big part of this plan per se. I'd rather have Rich Hill for three million than Madison Bumgarner for eighty-five. Mm. It's not even close for me. I don't know about There's that. There's not even like a, it's not. You don't put them on the seesaw and see which one's better. Here's why: because Rich Hill, if this doesn't work out, Rami. And it's like he's pitching in July, and you're right there, and you've got a pretty good team. You're leading the Central, but you're still having these questions that you're talking about. Hey, can you even match up with Garrett Cole? Can you even match up with Justin Verlander? Can you even match up with Shohei Otani or whatever? I don't know what what the Angels rotation is going to look like. I'm just saying, if this plan doesn't work out, you're going to have to know this sooner or later. By then, you're going to know what Michael Pineda is. By then, you're going to know if Jacob Rizzi's improvements stuck and held. You're going to know if Barrios took that step forward or if he's still just kind of that up and down, sort of frustrating, sort of promising, sort of fun young pitcher. You're going to know more about your team and what you have, and then you're well within your rights to go trade a top-five prospect to go get some pitching. If everything goes right, if everybody hits the ceiling— that we have for Barrios, Pineda, like uh, Rich Hill, the whole rotation. Yeah. If every, if all those guys hit their ceiling and Rich Hill comes back mid-June, which is the projected timetable, and he looks like the guy you're talking about for six weeks, even if, even if that's the case with Rich Hill and the entire rotation, that everybody's hitting their ceiling, unless somebody is drastically exceeding expectations, I will still feel the need to go out and add an impact starting pitcher at the trade deadline hmm. because I don't think any of those guys even hitting their ceiling, unless, like I said, they by far exceed any expectation that I have for them, is good enough to be the pitcher that we're talking about. And even if Rich Hill is the guy that you say he it could be, I'm not certain after seeing that for six weeks that I can see it for another three months right. and going into the playoffs. Right. 
I'm not. Risk. I'm still not betting on that. Yeah, I can't. It's a risk. It's more than a risk. It's a huge gamble, given his history of of innings pitched and injuries. Yeah, it's a huge gamble. Even if you see Rich Hill at the top of his game for six weeks before the trade deadline comes around, I still feel, <laughs> feel a need to borrow what Thad Levine told us. Yeah. to have another plan. Sure. You better have another plan for Rich Hill. I would even say that's like that's plan A. You you should be planning right now to add a pitcher. Agreed. Um, we don't have a ton of time on this show, but I want to plant a seed in your head for future use, Ron. All right, that we can we can save this for another show. You and I are going to be doing plenty of shows together here at Score North, leading up to uh, spring training, through spring training, and then up to the March to opening day at Score North. Um. The Twins pitching staff is currently set up in such a way that I think it makes sense for them to break our brains a little bit. Defy some convention. Don't just name five starters and hand the ball, pass the baton around the room. And I'm good with that. I'm cool with starting the season, knowing Pineda's on the shelf, knowing Rich Hill's on the shelf in March and April. Get a little wild. Jake Odorizzi, Jose Brios, and Homer Bailey start their games. They take their turn, their four days rest, and then they take their turn. Every other start, start in quotation marks, you use what the former manager that you used to cover for a long time in Milwaukee just calls outgetters. Initial outgetters. Doesn't matter when in the game a pitcher is pitching, his job is to get outs. And I'm all for some outside the box thinking. But at the end of the day... Here's why. Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm no, just fine. To, just to set up this whole thing, and then we can dive into it another time, and then I want to hear your argument, is they have enough depth in the bullpen. The way I look at it right now, it's like, whoa. If these dudes just hit their sort of middle outcome, forget about ceilings, which you just talked about. If they're just kind of who they were the last two months of last season and don't get any better, don't get demonstrably worse, just sort of relievers. They have more than enough arms to do the whole traditional, you know, seventh inning guy, setup guy, closer. They have so many arms that you could do that every other day for the whole season and still feel pretty good about your outcome in games. So I want more innings to go into the bullpen. I want Tyler Duffy to pitch like more than 70 innings. Taylor Rogers, if he can handle it, Trevor May. Bruiser Gratterall, if he's going to be a reliever, I want to see 90 innings out of him. Sure. Um, if, if he's pitching well and things are going going good and according to plan. I just think they have enough depth there and enough question marks early in the season in the rotation. I'd like to see the Twins say, screw it. I'm not going to go starting five. We're just going to try to get 27 outs and win a baseball game. I'm good with some outside-the-box thinking, but I'm constructing a playoff rotation. Different conversation. Exactly. What, yep. you're, what you're saying is fine for getting you from point A to point B, and by that I mean opening day to the playoffs, for going from B to C, which is a run through the playoffs and flying flags forever, they need to add an impact pitcher. All right, we'll get the list going on the impact pitchers that are out there and available for trade, and we'll we'll get one here to the Twin Cities. We'll this will be com- our mission on the Score North Twin We'll start show. compiling that list immediately as soon as we turn these mics off on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. Are you able to tell us what's coming up later this week on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show? Well, we're going to put a bow on the hot stove, Phil Mackey and I. Um, you and I, are. we have two dates later yes, we this do. week. Yes, we do. Uh, in the middle of the afternoon at Score North, we Wednesday will do Wednesday the 29th. Derek will, goes to the movies. You'll be in on the 1 o'clock hour of Score North Live, including Derek goes to the movies. And then yep. same hour on Friday. Yep. 
which is going to be a regular slot for you on yep. Score North. And I, I don't know what that looks like. I, I haven't heard from my booking agent in the last couple of days, but have your people already sent them the notes? Yeah, okay. we're all set. So we're good. We we'll, have, we'll talk on Friday, whatever we're going to talk about. We have all kinds of embarrassing things lined up for you, Derek, good. on Score North Live. Hey, if my agent wouldn't put me in a bad spot. If they lined me up for it, I'm in. But this Full is trust. the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes on scorenorth.com, Score North app, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. For Derek Wetmore, I'm Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need when you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever, like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover if needed, recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours.